to the King James Virgin, where my friends Alan and Adam recount Bible stories from their childhoods to me. I'm Nick. I've never heard them before. I'm Alan. And I'm Adam. So this week marks our first parable. Parabolas. Uh, which is a story, uh, a moral story that Jesus tells. Okay. Yeah, these are like, these are basically Aesop's fables, but from Jesus. Huh. And and like Aesop, he doesn't explain the meaning ever. I guess I thought there would be uh, more of these, or even maybe I, I would have been... Uh, as the titular virgin uh, duped into thinking that everything that we'd done was were parables. Well, hmm. I mean, they very well might be. Uh, if a parable is an untrue story <laughs> meant to have a moral. Yeah. So is this reason. like a, is this so this is, these are parables with a capital P. What we've done up to this point is lowercase P. It's parable inception. So this is a parable inside of a parable. Mm, okay. Or a, sure. tur- or a parable turducken. Jesus is telling us these parables, so they're not necessarily involving him. They're, they're his stories. I feel like the concept of a turducken is a parable in itself as like a, a thing not to do. Like it's such oh. a ridiculous concept. It's like now kids don't, don't do, do this. this. Yeah. It also to my, I mean, turduckens too. Like it might, the only one who thinks that ducks and chickens are too close to the same size to make it physically possible. These people's like, you should do like chicken and like a squab would make I, more sense. Squab. Squab. What the fuck is a squab? It's a pigeon. It's a quail. Okay. Or it's a pigeon. 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 Fight, well, fight, what? fight. Quail would work too. Quail would work too. Inside the chicken. Either either, either of them makes sense because the duck Tur-chicka. is just too big. Tur-chicka. That's nice. Or Tur-chicka. Tur-chicken. Turkey, chicken, quail. Tur-squatcha? Mm. No, Tur-squatch. the squab would be inside the chicken. I assume so, yeah. Yeah. Tur-chick-squat. No. No, it doesn't work. good. Anyway, um... Nick. Yes, that's me. Do you, I, I don't know why I'm taking point on this, but Nick, do you, what do you know about any of the parables of Jesus? Actually well, here. Well, obviously nothing. I would have said that Noah is a parable. Well, let's instead, how, what do you know about the prodigal son? Does that mean anything to you? Um, again, just uh, f- phraseology, prodigal son returns. I don't know who that guy is. Okay. Capital P, capital but S. But you have heard it in that context. But sure, yeah, like he comes back. Yeah, that's what you know. What you know about the the son is he comes back. Uh-huh. Would you like a sampling of um, musicians who have done songs by the name Prodigal Son? Oh, or would boy. you like me to save that for the end? I mean, there's going to be tons, right? So I many. think you should tease it. I think it's a thing that you should tease, and we'll come back to it. Give Thanks. us a, give us a taste now. Give yeah, us give, one now. Um, Ted Nugent. Okay. A song called Prodigal Son. I was going to go like Michael W. Smith. No, no, no. There, there, I mean, there are. There's got to be Michael the W. Barlow Smith. The Barlow Girls are on here. Really? But uh, yeah, no. Rolling Stones. Barlow Girls were the Veruca Salt of the <laughs> Christian world. Okay. I think we'll continue this list later. Yeah. Great. So Prodigal Son. Uh, I do not know the context in which Jesus was telling this. I don't know where he was. I don't know who he was talking to. So I don't know, Alan, if that <laughs> matters at all. Uh, he's talking to a large group of people. There are Pharisees listening okay. and getting pissed as per usual. That's their thing. Uh, it is almost all of Luke 15. Okay. The gist of the prodigal son is there is a man who is quite wealthy. He has two sons. The younger of the two is basically dissatisfied with life and goes to his dad and says, I want my birthright and I want, which is uh, been predetermined to be half of his estate. Mm-hmm. And so his father goes more hot birthright action. More hot birthright action. Mm. It, it is interesting that uh, 
you know, in previous stories that we've covered birthright, it just all goes to the oldest son. Right. This is the younger son gets 50%. Presumably this is, I think that's just for the point of the story or it's progress. (laughs) Maybe by the time we get to Jesus's time, like probably just the point of the story, we split the, we split the inheritance between people. Anyway, the father then sells half of this stuff essentially. And like writes him a check for the half of, of his estate. Mm -hmm. The son goes, all right, I'm out of here and moves to the city. Actually a different country. Oh, leaves the country <laughs> he then he moves to, i'm gonna say he moves to ibiza or ibiza because um uh yeah that's in the bible yeah well like i'm just saying that because like he basically parties yeah. and like lives a lavish lifestyle everybody was chuckling when jesus did that bit. yeah no oh, oh ibiza <laughs> yes um and he goes and just like blows all the money on hookers and blow that actually tracks it says loose living and it later says prostitutes okay yeah, and, hookers and maybe, and blow. maybe uh, hookers and mandrake, given that it's, we, we have precedent yes. for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he does that. Uh, and then there's like a recession immediately. because A famine. <laughs> a whoopsie. famine. Whoopsie, whoopsie. Recession, yeah. yeah. So uh, Brexit happens. And so this, this prodigal son basically runs out of money. Everything is bad. And he ends up being the, like keeping pigs for somebody, right? He becomes an indentured servant, like a worker for a pig farm. Right. Which would be like the okay. lowest for a, a Jewish person. Okay. Right. Given yeah, yeah. The, the, the relationship with pork. And, yes. Um, and so uh, at some point he looks at what he's feeding to the pigs and is jealous of what the pigs are getting. Side note, carob pods. No. Mm-hmm. Nick, do you anything know about anything about carob as a, <laughs> as a just, I, I don't know if this is a thing outside is of this Christianity. A, well, I was going to say, or maybe even, a, uh, like, it's a health food store thing. Uh, yeah. It's hippie chocolate. Yep. Right. There is a small like contingent of Christians who like have a health message attached to uh, their denomination. Yeah. Uh, there was a <laughs> period of time where my mom tried to sell us on the idea that carob was just as good as chocolate, which is horseshit. Yeah. And uh, I like I car- could see you like gagging just recalling it. it wasn't gagging. I was livid. I <laughs> like carob, but it's not chocolate. You uh-huh. like shitty, chalky nothing. Well, no, I, I think carob is good in its own right, but it's like calling it's like a, dry raisins, but it's like calling a veggie burger, a burger, like just they're different things. That's fine. Which by the oh, way, you're one of these patent people who's like, it's not a burger. It's not milk. Can't call it that. I, I actually am on the the milk one. <laughs> okay. I I'm think, not. I think they should have to call it nut juice just because I find <laughs> that so funny. I, I am on for the humor side of it. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I think it does like fall into like colloquialism. Like we have defined what milk is. I'm I am I'm team seems more like a preparation. Finally, we're tackling the, the bigger the big issues here on See, the podcast. I disagree. Patty is preparation. Hamburger is specifically beef. Oh, OK. OK, that's my. So I think no. we should like you're here. <laughs> anyway, actually, we had uh, the Beyond Meat patty for the first time this week. It's. I, I, and I'm reserving judgment for impossible meats, but it's not. I could tell it was it, it was like the best veggie burger I'd ever had. Yeah. Just putting that out there for anybody. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> care, the, 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 they were eating carapods. The pigs were correct, uh, which uh, from where they told it was chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> pigs, pigs are just pissed. <laughs> well, so the whole thing is he's looking at what the pigs are eating and being like, like considering eating it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but can't because uh, humans can't digest carapods. The pods. That's hilarious. And so. Um, and as we that, all know, that's why he was saying he would gladly eat what they were eating, but couldn't couldn't. Oh, see, I didn't know Physically that. Physically could not. In in my recollection of the story, like 
he was just lusting after this food. Like it yeah. was better than what he was getting. Sure. It says, and he would have gladly filled his stomach with the pods that the swine were eating and no one was giving him anything. Yeah. Like as if he, maybe he was bagging. Right. Yeah. But he eventually, and I, I know that there's a speech here because he has a very specific thing that he says, but essentially it's even the servants of my father get fed better. Oh, don't they have like, like bread for days or something like that? How many of my father's hired men have more than enough bread? Yes. But I am dying here with hunger. <laughs> right. So he's like, screw this. I'm going to swallow my pride. I'm just going to go back to my dad and, and ask him if I can be a, a, a work hand on his farm because at least I'd be fed well. Sure. And presumably that's because they don't, the famine hasn't reached his country. He could just ask to become a pig. We have precedent for that. Uh, I mean, not not specifically the Humans, pig. But, right. But, you know, and Jesus is telling the story. He could have transmitted. Yeah, uh, he didn't, unfortunately. Uh, and so he goes home and he as he's walking towards the his father's farm, his dad sees him and comes running out to well, him. Well, first of all, as he's walking towards the farm, he's rehearsing his speech. Right, 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 right. Because he, he has this whole thing like, uh, I'm, oh yeah. Do, is Father, I have sinned against heaven, and in your sight, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired men. Father, I have sinned against <laughs> heaven, and in your sight. <laughs> he repeats, does he repeat it? No, but oh, okay. I assume he's practicing it. Father, yeah, yeah, yeah. Father, 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 Minnesota Mountie pig. What were you saying earlier? I told it. Minnesota Mumblebees. Mumblebees. Minnesota Mumblebees. Minnesota. Father, I have sinned. This is so weird. This is going to be the promo. You can't say that. It's true. Um, so uh, anyway, before he can even get to the farm, dad comes running out and the kid's like about to like jump into his father. And before he can get anything out, dad like bear hugs him and like doesn't he like kid can't speak. And <laughs> the dad like he, do, he does get out his speech. He does he? I yeah. thought he wasn't able to get the speech out. Uh, like half of it. OK, he gets part of the speech. He's out. being embraced and kissed. Right. And so um, he the dad then goes like calls a bunch of servants to bring like a robe and some jewelry. You're yeah. Two out of three. And, uh, well, Oh, and, and, and slaughter the fatted calf. Uh, okay. Three <laughs> out of four. Okay. What's the fourth sandals? Oh, that's apparently, nice of him. <laughs> apparently slaves didn't wear sandals. Oh. And so by putting sandals on him, he was like saying like, you are, you are my son. Yeah. Right. Come chill. Right. And so they like, we're going to throw a party. So cut to a couple hours later, parties mid swing and, older brother who has been out working this entire time. He's basically like the older sibling has been running the farm since dad's basically retired. And, uh, and he comes in and he's pissed and he like pulls his dad aside and is like, what the hell? Like, uh, opposite. So he asked a servant, uh, like what the hell's going on? And they said, your brothers come home. They've killed the fatted calf. Uh, and so he just keeps working and his dad comes out to plead with him to come join the party. Oh, okay. Um, and, older brother's pissed like basically like how dare you take him back he squandered everything that you gave him like we are like the farm is half of what it could have been had he just like hung around and dad basically says what was i supposed to do plus everything that i still have is yours like come and like be happy that your brother's back mm -hmm. is essentially the gist of the story and he doesn't oh he doesn't no like he's he's <laughs> Like he, he like is stubborn and doesn't come back in. Yeah. He's just full of righteous indignation. 
Oh, I don't, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. It ends with the father saying, um, son, you've always been with me and all that is mine is yours, but we had to celebrate and rejoice for this brother of yours was dead and he has begun to live. He was lost and has been found. See in the, again, like the cartoon that we keep referencing, like then they like dad puts his arm around him and they walk into the party. That's not in there. No, he, he's so upset that he misses out on the party. Um, whew, which is interesting. Yeah. So I will say earlier today, before I read this, <laughs> I was not looking forward to it mm-hmm. because this story has always pissed me off. <laughs> and it turns out I was wrong because of you're wrong that it didn't piss you off or you're wrong interpretation. Uh, both. So this is one of those things that may have been, uh, something that I either misheard in church or was maybe told in a slightly different way. Yeah. However, my wife agrees with me. So she remembers it the same way. So we hated this story because in our minds, when the brother who squandered everything comes back, he's given like more inheritance. Oh, Oh, interesting. And so in our minds, we're like, yeah, we're with the older brother in this. Like that's horseshit. You guys are conflating the story of when the, they're going to get people to work in the fields and they're be, get, all getting paid the same amount. Right. Uh, no, uh, I mean, I definitely know that story, but yeah, in, in both of our minds, we remember him getting increasing his wealth or getting, you know, like getting a new inheritance or something. And right. so do you think that that was actually added in your education? You know, it's, I'm not sure. It could be like Adam, you know, thinking that, uh, yeah. King Xerxes wife was made to come and dance right. nude, you know, like those little, <laughs> yeah. like those little but details. It's interesting that th- both of you, both of us definitely yeah. thought that. And so I read it five or six times. It's not, it's not very long today. And I read some external commentary and, uh, yeah, he comes back and his dad embraces him and throws him a party. And like, but that's it. He, you know, he kills the fatted calf that they've been saving for a special occasion. Yeah. But like now as an adult coming back to the story, I empathize that or with the father and, and actually think that this is as a younger person, I thought this is a story about this, the prodigal son because it's called the prodigal son. Sure. When in reality, it's kind of a story about the father being a, you know, a version of like God right. and like his grace and, and pursuing both sons to come join him in the party. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now as I, as I've reread it, I'm like, I still don't like this story, <laughs> but I don't hate it at all. I, I can't hate it now that I understand it right now. I, th- I maybe also this was just told to me and this is the first time that I've read it. Hmm. Uh, uh, so, uh, biblically, when this story ends unsatisfyingly, in my opinion, I don't like this story. Um, <laughs> we wipe back to Jesus and then he says something or no, is that just back like, and he just like, doesn't say anything like he specifically just like lets the story drop. And then like, Jesus never explains the parables. Okay. I mean, wh- what he's saying is, well, what we assume he's saying, our interpretation. <laughs> yes. I mean, and, and uh, totally. And other biblical scholars, um, they're saying that like the, the, the proud brother who stayed is the Pharisees just concerned about like the legalism of mm-hmm. it. And, but also saying that like, it doesn't matter what you've done. You can be saved and join the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Um, but before this, so this all of chapter 15 is actually three parables and this is the last one. So the, the first one is about a shepherd who had a hundred sheep and lost one and left the 99 in their pen, presumably. And I just, don't think so. I think it's actually, it doesn't it say like in the wild. I don't think so. I think he penned him up. Um, <laughs> I can go back and read it, but I don't want to. Um, and, but the, the point is he like searched and searched for the one sheep, even though he had 99. Yeah. He wanted that one I mean, sheep. And then when he found celebrates. it, 
the whole like he brought in the whole town to celebrate and presumably killed that sheep to feed them all <laughs> well not yet that's not, I mean, well maybe <laughs> and then the next story is a woman who had 10 silver coins and lost one and turned the house over a little lamp swept and when she found the coin invited celebrate. her neighbors to party and celebrate and so it's kind of running theme here exactly <laughs> these two stories were told and it gives the i get the impression that like he's telling these stories and people are just looking at him like completely blank and so he keeps like up in the ante. He's like, don't you get it that when you f- get something valuable back, it's you should celebrate. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And it's actually kind of nice. He, he's doing that. You know, invite rule. me over to your house more, yes. please. Just I will find you. Lost me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but he's doing that rule of three thing where he's yeah, making right. the point three times, though. In the first one, the God figure is actively pursuing. Whereas in the prodigal son, the God figure is there. Just, just let him go. Waiting. Let him go. And so I, I yeah, I, I really like wanted to hate this and I don't which well, is interesting to me I'll, I'll take over that hate for you how about that <laughs> do, you, do you just hate it because it's like well that exists uh that, yeah that was just a very unsatisfying to me oh. i'm like next all which, right <laughs> which is funny it's hard to convey like these little stories were still very important mm-hmm. yeah you know because this is interesting this is like well and this would be this would be this a, is direct word of jesus this is also a, a like a touch point right. for yeah, yeah. like any time somebody who left the church and then came back to the church the story was was a touch point for going this is a product the prodigal son returning yeah. is specifically about like we are celebrating that this person was you know, quote unquote lost right um my, my okay. guess is this is also a very important uh trio of stories for something like aa mm-hmm. yeah you know like those mission driven things sure yeah, anytime you'd fall like fallen off the wagon, which is an AA reference. Yeah, yeah, it's so. just it's it's a it's a bad fable. Like it's not a great one. It's fine. What's interesting is Buddhism has a very close version of this exact fable. Mm. Like it's got the same beats, huh. um, and it was way way earlier, mm-hmm. uh, like writ- written down. But when the son comes back, he doesn't recognize his father, and actually gets employment. His father recognizes him which I don't really know how that works. Sure. But he, he gets employment and the father keeps promoting him to like higher and higher positions in hopes that he'll be like, Hey, Oh, you're my dad. <laughs> and, and finally, you know, does tell him, but, um, that is a weirder story. Cause yeah. Yeah, it like is. People from 40 to 60 look relatively similar. Versus- <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's also just interesting that, I mean, there's this story is in a lot of cultures, sure, but it's very similar. Well, and I, two. I, pres- I mean, you didn't say any names, so it could be easily lifted and and adapted. Oh, for sure, right, right. Yeah. And this, uh, it, I mean, hell if I know. I mean, this could be like a common thing. Also, Jesus is telling a story. He's not saying that it's like an original story, right? That's what I was thinking. Like, this could be like a Shakespeare thing, where like he's just regurgitating common things and adding his own flair to it. Yeah, the fact that it was written down. Maybe by he's doing this source. show. When what? I was a kid, I had these cartoons. I'm going to tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, the, not really that at all. But uh, <laughs> when I was in high school, I think we it was another one of those things where a like, substitute teacher or something. And we watched this short film. It was a silent film uh, shot in it feels like 70s or 80s. But this was shot. It was shot as if like the prodigal son. It was a, like a modern take in. Oh, there was one in the 50s. Oh, okay. This is the one I saw is definitely 80, 70s or 80s, just like based on haircuts and styles. But it's a child who's like six, five or six. And I don't remember a lot, but like leaves his parents. And I all I vaguely remember is like this kid trading in his shoes and socks for ice cream. 
uh, and then like it'd be this it's kind of montage shot with like music playing over it and the kid like just like sitting on the street in New York just bawling and I remember like it was one of those first pieces where I was like somebody shot this and there then that sh- they made that child cry somehow yeah like maybe they just gave him too much sugar and then you know it was a natural chain of things they shot it took his shoes and socks presumably right but they put a child yeah. on the street and shot like for a biblical message and I just remember being like, like this feels irresponsible to do to children as you know a 14 year old well maybe he was a standout uh Haley joel osmond child actor type Could be maybe it was uh oh who's that maybe kid? it was Haley joel osmond it was Haley joel osmond before he was born yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to think who is that kid that was a uh, ricky Shit. Ricky shit. Ricky <laughs> shit. Actor. No, there's a, like a, there was a child actor. He was like the Haley Joel Osment of the seventies and eighties. Oh, he was in little Lord Fauntleroy and like a bunch of sitcoms. Oh, uh, uh, Schroeder. Rick. Schroeder. Yes. Ricky Schroeder. Wow. I don't, I actually don't know how I knew that. Pull that out of your ass. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so there was a prodigal son in 1981, but I think it's Chinese. Oh, uh, ba, 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 ba. maybe that's the Buddhist version. Man, there's a lot. A lot of short films. I honestly, it you'll know. I do. I doubt you'll ever be able to find it. Wikipedia know. referenced one in the fifties. Oh, it looks like there's a short in nineteen thirty nine. Good God, there's oh, it's episodes of TV. That's why there's so many results. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this is excruciating. Let's take a break here right. on the King James Virgin. back here on the King James Virgin. So some musicians who have uh, songs either named or themed of the prodigal oh, son. with the ball, the bang, the bang, diggy, diggy, diggy. <laughs> As you may have guessed, Detroit musician Kid Rock <laughs> recorded a song titled. Can we call Kid Rock a musician? Prodigal Son in 1993. Whoa. That's, oh, he, he, that's he, pre-Bible. He re- re-recorded it. <laughs> yes. That's BC. Uh, one of the most famous ones is uh, Rolling Stones. From their 1968 oh, album. Right, right, right. Uh, the Osmonds presented a version of the parable in their 1973 hit song, Let Me In, from their Mormon concept album, which I don't know what that means at all, if they're wow. Mormon. That's a trip. Uh, Iron Maiden has a song. That makes sense. Um, let's see. Skipping things I don't know. It's actually the, the, the prodigal bat. Barlow Girl, which uh, Adam knows. Yeah. Seven Dust. Bad religion. Is Seven Dust a Christian band? I never, Extreme. I never, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of more than words fame. Yeah. Oh, so one of my friends, uh, when we lived in California, was a massive Extreme fan and was pissed that more than words was the thing that Extreme was known for. And he's right. Most of their catalog sounds nothing like that. It's more like funk rock, but yeah. um, it's just funny. House of Pain. Wait, like, they, like the they Jump re- Around They reference people? it in Jump Around, okay. apparently. Uh, Alt-J. Christian band Sidewalk Prophets. Ugh, that's a bad name. That's such a bad name. Anyway, and many more. Huh. Uh, I have a bone to pick. Oh. The bone to pick is that carob pods are indeed edible. What? (laughs) There's a flaw in this story. Well, it's not the Bible. It's the commentary presented in this version of the Bible I have. The Bible just says the pods. Okay, so carob Mm -hmm. pods are mildly sweet on their own. Okay. Uh, used in powdered chip or syrup form. Wait, so the actual carob chips are the pods? So, yeah. Wait, so are in a carob pod, are there like 
peas. There are seeds. <laughs> there are <laughs> seeds. Peas. Oh, the, seeds. The the pod is like pulp, like ninety percent, and seeds ten percent. So huh. when we think of eating carob, you are eating, eating the, the pod, the part that is theoretically inedible. The yeah, the so, part that this little baby. I mean, I will. About. I will say. In my experience, inedible, <laughs> sure. right. but not for the reason yeah, you have your own. So maybe he just. I have, own, I have a bone to pick with your bone. And and uh, a traditional sweet eaten during the Christian holidays of Lent and Good Friday is made from carob pods. Oh, this I did read what? that the story was told. Uh, the this parable was told at like the end of Lent for some reason. So these a holes like wrote in here. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, so you'll need to take that up with the um, MacArthur study Bible. This is a conspiracy. Everybody uh, tweet at MacArthur study Bible with your carob complaints. Actually just hashtag carob is edible. Just if you could just tweet at them and they have no context for it, that would make Uh, me so happy. Copyright 2006 Thomas Nelson incorporated. All right, Thomas Nelson, but get your carob shit together. Let's, let's give them some credit though. Let's not, let's not dox them on the internet. It is true that, Carob also is used frequently as livestock feed oh. uh, because unlike chocolate, it doesn't have caffeine, which is why you couldn't have it. Or why we ate carob, not chocolate. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was definitely part of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I was never told that was the reason why. That I, would well, been, I don't oh. think. I, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think chocolate having caffeine was brought up a lot until we had dogs. Dogs was literally the, as soon as that, that was the first time it was ever mentioned. But anyway, sorry. So, uh, yeah, historically, the, the pods were used for mainly for animal fodder um and then uh in times of famine and war they formed a part of the human diet it's also suspected that the uh gourd that shaded our friend jonah yeah was actually a carob plant and a carob whoa carob is all over this shit yeah Yeah. so there you go overnight carob i mean gourd i think at like young adam would agree that this should have stayed as livestock feed or like war and famine feed. maybe the younger brother just like also thought the carob was bullshit and not actually chocolate and he's like i'm not eating that yeah i'd rather go back to my father and i mean servant that does kind of like play into your hatred of this of this story makes more it more, makes more sense if he's just like a stuck-up asshole i mean i don't think that's in debate that's true he is just an asshole yeah they should call it the prodigal asshole they should 100 percent call it the prodigal asshole well should we wrap this shit up all right. Well, hey, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Alan and I just did the worst thing in a podcast, which was both answer with a nod. <laughs> okay, Adam, you want to try that again? Yeah. So should I wrap this shit up? Yes, Adam. Thank you. Hold Nick? on. No. Oh, oh, all right. How about now? Okay, yes. Please okay, cool. now wrap it up. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. You can follow us at KJV Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, seriously, uh, you should check out our our Twitter feed. Nick is doing a fantastic job over there. Um, I mean, our photos on Instagram are fantastic too, but um, Nick is killing it and uh, we could use a little love over there. Please rate review, whatever on iTunes or don't it. It's nice if you do, but really just tell a friend. Um, and we want to thank Mascaras and resurrection records for the use of our theme song, kick off the album, El Moran. Um, and like we always do, we're featuring a resurrection artist and this week is Corinne and the Cyans. So check that out at the end of the episode. Um, you can find all of this stuff on our new and improved website, kingjamesvirgin.com. Uh, Nick, want to get us out of here? Yeah. Cool. I want everybody to find and eat a carob pod. Until next week. Goodbye.
Bazaar.